Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mr. Lee Austin, live and direct. How's it going, by the way? It's going very well. How have you been, Michael? It's been a while. It has been a while, and I apologize for that. You know, the world was turned upside down. The world is, uh, for a moment there, was at a standstill, but everything is A-OK. I have contracted COVID twice. I am a COVID survivor. That means my blood is better than the vaccine. Not according to Dr. Evil. Um, <laughs> Dr. Evil. Yeah, I don't call him. I don't even <laughs> say his name anymore. According to Dr. Evil, uh, apparently the jab is better than natural immunity. Ooh. I, had no, I had no idea. I would have to disagree with um, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Fauci. I think that's who you're referring to as I Dr. So. Evil. Yes. Um, well, I think he might be wrong on that. You know, I grew up with uh, folks saying, you know, natural immunity is the best. Is it the is. only way. It is the only way. And I don't know where you stand on the jab, but I will never be taking that. Well, look, I'm not shot. an anti-vaxxer or anything like that. But when it comes to the vaccine, this new one here, I am trying to stay away from it. I mean, I already got the virus. Why would I want the vaccine? Well, and the other part of the equation is, is it really even a vaccine on my regular radio show i've spent pretty much oh, yes. the last 12 months talking about what could possibly be in this jab and why i would not be taking it based on the information that's been discovered absolutely and of course you were a broadcaster and still are a broadcaster and um you also you know you were from the boston area before you moved to los angeles you know you're pursuing a career of a stand-up comedy there for a while for those that forgot, I mean, one of the last times you were on here, well, I think maybe the first time you were on here was way back in 2017, right? 
Yeah, I think it was right after I wrote the book Morningstar's Tale. Morningstar's Tale, that's right. Yeah, it's where Lucifer talks Correct. about the flat earth. That's right. And um at one time you were you know, you were a DJ on the radio and now you come back full circle. Now you're doing that again, I believe. Yeah, I'm doing talk radio five nights a week on the Republic Broadcasting Network. I do a show at uh, 9 o'clock Eastern, Monday through Friday, called The Perfect Storm. But I do it under my real name, uh, which is Don Don Campbell. But the book was written under my pen name, Lee Austin. So some people get confused. It was the, I've been uh, doing, I like, like you, Michael, mm -hmm. I've been doing this for a long time. I, st I started in radio back in 1985. That's right. You have some skin in the game. Yeah. Some yeah. blood was shed for sure. <laughs> yeah, man. You, you paid your As dues. any profession. You paid your dues for sure. And, you know, there was this random email I got that referenced you, um, Lee. Can I, I, I'm going to call you Lee Austin, by the way, just for the record. Yeah, the, I prefer Lee Austin. He is much more interesting and entertaining than Don. Than Don. Yeah, Don is just, he's not, he's not that good. Don's not that good. Uh, Lee's great. But Lee is like, um, he's a uh, top act, right? He's a top talent, rather. That's right. It's like Jim Carrey with a mask. There you go. I like that. That's pretty good. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> but yeah, you know, there was an email that referenced you, and I'm looking for it right now, but now I'm having trouble finding it. But there was a listener that mentioned you. All positive, by the way. Nothing negative. For the record. Oh, no, that's fine. Yeah, see if you can dig it up. Yeah, I'm looking right now. I'm trying to see if I could find it. But yeah, this this is something I randomly found. Oh, there it is. This this was from, from a guy named TJ Method. I'm not sure if I ever told you about this. This was um, last year he mentioned this. He said, um, hi, Michael. You've got a unique and captivating style as a host. I was listening to the Lee Austin show while I was at the gym today or tonight. And, you know, he says... I'm also going to see if I can get the audio book version of his book. I listened to the Mark Sargent podcast as well, and I must say quite the contrast in personalities. Mark seems to be the gatekeeper of the puzzle pieces, happy to show anyone just where they fit. Lee, on the other hand, seems to be a little bit more cerebral and uh, spiritual. I what do, what do you make of that? Mark Sargent back in 2016, and he received his information for the most part, and he'll admit it, from Eric Dubay. It was Eric Dubay who really got the ball rolling in 2015. Mark Sargent picked up the ball here mm. in the United States. Other guys like uh, Skiba and ODD of ODD TV ah. and others. But um, the impression I have of Mark is that he's not completely plugged in spiritually. I mean, that's between him and, and God. And God. I do, I do believe that he is a believer, but... I don't think he's comfortable hitting the religious angle of mm. flat earth because uh, there's enough pushback just from the secular point of view. Understood. And of course, I'm not a flat earther, but I mean, I'm not anti-flat earth. I think it's fantastic. I don't, I don't see anything wrong with it. I think it's great to question everything. I, I don't see anything wrong with that, but I'm not exactly, you know, 100% all in, but that doesn't mean uh, I hate the flat earth, just for the record. I'm like that with every subject. Yeah. It's where, it's where you and I are very similar. I didn't become a quote-unquote believer in flat earth until I was 58. It takes time. And, it I, takes and time. I'm 64. You know, it took eight months of research. And 
if someone doesn't believe in flat earth, it's, it's not a game breaker or relationship breaker like these vaccines are. Ooh. Uh, I've never seen anything like this where uh, father against son, mother against daughter, the fracturing that's occurring. But to me, flat earth is the most enjoyable, fun conspiracy theory of them all. I like Most it. of them are down as like JFK, 9-11. Yeah. But flat earth can be a lot of fun if people just don't take themselves so serious. When you put it that way, yeah, I understand. And I'm, I'm fully on board with that. I agree. Everything is a bit of a downer and flat earth is much more of an enjoyable sort of thing uh, to talk about. Like, you know, if we in fact ever went to the moon or not, always a fun sort of um, topic of discussion always ensues, no matter where you are on the fence. I'm trying to recall our last conversation. Are you a believer in the moon missions? Do you believe that man actually went to the moon or are you skeptical? Where where do you stand on that? I'm just curious. I'm quite skeptical, to be honest. I feel like maybe perhaps we have gone to the moon in the past, but did we go to the moon in 1969? I, I would have to say maybe not. Perhaps no. I've kind of changed my belief. I I don't believe we went to the moon because Ever? and it's and it's it's enumerated in the book. Uh I believe that the moon is actually a light it similar to the sun as it's talked about in the book of Genesis, but I do believe that NASA has been in close space? to the moon, close very to the moon? close to okay. the moon, but you can't land on it because it's not terra firma. That's just my belief. It's possible. I don't rule it out. I mean, we still have not seen any footage of anything actually, you know, landing in real time, nothing of that nature. And when you see these videos of stars allegedly shining through the moon, that would give uh, credence to the theory that it's translucent. That's right. All, and also the moon is in a stationary position due to, you know, to what NASA calls the geosynchronous orbit. But I don't believe that either. And yet the moon and the sun appear to be the same size. They look weird as hell, by the way, sometimes. The moon, you know, I couldn't find it out here for like a week. I was getting scared. I was like, where the fuck is the moon? And, um, you know, the sun, too, it's been looking very strange. It looks like a hologram from... um, It it seems to be moving in a track that is not normal. And the color has changed, by the way. The color changed. Yeah, the path of it. This is so strange. Last week, I looked at the sun... And this week, it's almost as if it moved 10 degrees further south. And I'm thinking, wow, did, did I miss something? Or? We missed the memo. It's just, I guess, yeah, there must be a memo I missed. But uh, we, mu- we, we must have. But, you know, I even have photographs, uh, pictures of me playing, you know, like I'm Little League Baseball and there's pictures of the sun. And, I, you know, I look at these photographs and the sun looks like it's a different color. You would... Suspect that after all these years of alleged chemtrails and I know, harp, right? All of this other stuff, smart dust. Uh, maybe we're not seeing it for what it really is. Maybe we're under some sort of permanent haze. It's almost as if I think the world has a case of glaucoma. We can't see the stars, the sun, and the moon as they truly are, as they were, say even twenty years ago. I would have to agree with you on that. There's a lot going on and the, well, you know, we'll talk about everything right now, but before we do, um, I know you wanted to be a stand-up comic for a long time and, uh, Norm Macdonald checked out recently, by the way, as you know. Yeah, he did. Uh, before we went on the air, you sent me a, a little text. I don't know. What do they call it on Skype when you send a note in Skype? Is it a chat? Something like that or a message. 
And I am. Yeah. And uh, I had mentioned that I was watching clips of Norm MacDonald. What I really enjoyed about Norm from a comedic standpoint, and he was very well respected in the uh, circles of other comedians, uh, is that he was fearless. He didn't care what people thought of him. And you almost got the impression that he was doing the jokes first and foremost for his own entertainment. And he was subliminally... uh, inviting you to join him on this twisted journey. And uh, that was what I really enjoyed about nice. him is that he would take forever sometimes to get to a punchline. And the punchline was so stupid, <laughs> irreverent, and immature, but he just committed to that story and drove the talk show host insane getting to a pointless point, which I found entertaining. Yeah, Norm was great, by the way. And for those who have not seen the movie, um, Dirty work, you definitely should. One of his favorite jokes has become one of mine, and I'll just cut right to the chase, but it was about a moth who was depressed and goes into a podiatrist's office, and he starts lamenting about all of his problems. And finally, the podiatrist, after 10 minutes, says, yeah, I understand all that, moth, but I'm a podiatrist. Why did you come to my office? And the moth says, well, the light was on. (laughs) There you go. But he took like, Five but he takes like five minutes, minutes right. to do the joke on Conan O'Brien's show. Right, I, I and, and O'Brien, you could tell, was just beside himself going, my God, please get to the punchline. And then Norm would just kick the can down the road, and that was half of the fun. Yeah, he could drag a joke on for, for minutes and still, um, still kill quite well. Yeah. His other favorite bit, at least mine, was the one about Germany. He he said, you know, I don't, I'm not afraid of uh, North Korea or Islam, the, the country that really scares me to death is uh, Germany. And then he says, I don't know if any of you are history buffs, but uh, <laughs> about 100 years ago. And then he just starts talking about World War One, World War Two, and how we should all fear the Germans. It was just so off the wall in his presentation. It's it very norm. It's very norm. Very yeah. norm. And of course, you know, since he passed, uh, Artie Lang also came out of the shadows to uh, talk about his friend. Got to hear some of that. And that was interesting to hear Artie Lang after so many years. I guess he's been um, doing some rehab, apparently. Just so weird. An hour ago, I was listening to Artie Lang. There you go. Talk about We're on the same page. We're on the same page. Yeah, he's got, a, he's got a brand new channel. It looks like he's lost weight. The last time I saw him, his nose... Artie Lang's nose was caved in because I guess he was doing blow. Doing heroin. And there was, heroin. Yeah, he was snorting heroin. Right. And there was some glass in the heroin. Well, that's what he says, but I, I don't buy the, the glass thing. I, I think he's just. Uh, I think his scepter just. Crossed. Yeah, he deviated the. the yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I right. don't believe the glass bullshit at all. That was a, a funny thing. A funny story he, tell, he told originally, I believe, on the Howard Stern show. It could be. I, think, I just I think remember he, first he there. was really sliding into the abyss. And the podcast I listened to about an hour ago talking about Norm, he sounded like he's on the rebound. He sounds a lot better. He does sound better. And yeah, a couple of years back, he was doing another show with uh, Anthony Cumia, by the way. And um, he was um, going to the bathroom um, and going to the bathroom for about 30 minutes. You know why? <laughs> to shoot up? No, to snort heroin. Oh, to snort it. Yeah, just get high. Like Steely Dan says, chase the dragon. I was listening to a podcast of Anthony Kuma. Kumia, yes. Kumia. And uh, Jim Brewer. Jim Brewer. he is from Saturday Night Live? I sure do. 
Oh my gosh, he's funny. They were talking about the pandemic. Right. And Brewer started doing this impersonation of a seal mm. uh, imitating those who would do anything <laughs> to get back to normal by taking the injections. He was saying he was sitting at a cafe with some of his friends in New Jersey and people would drive by and start yelling at them that they were killing people because they weren't wearing masks. And they both got into the surreal aspect of this pandemic. And, it, and it's interesting to see who's awake and who's asleep. And it seems a lot of comedians are completely aware of what is going on because I think the comedic mind is always a little off and suspect of, quote unquote, the man. I hear you. But Brewer, what an intellect. And he just announced last week two shows that he's canceling in New Jersey. He was and never Michigan. like that, by the way. The, the way he's been now from um, what I've heard, I don't, re I don't ever recall him being that way. Not that that's a negative thing. I'm just saying he's like much more upfront now about, I guess, some of his opinions. Anthony admitted on the podcast that five years ago, he believed the official 9-11 story. And now he it's is starting to question it. And, and you'll notice I don't use the word woke. I hate that word. That's a but really limp-wristed word, in my opinion. Oh, my God. And now we're canceled. Yeah. And that's canceled it for the nice show, ladies and gentlemen. Good night. It's over. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you want to take a dive into the vaccine? Of course, of course. We'll talk about all of that. And, um, well, again, for those that don't know, I most likely contracted COVID twice, you know, and um, I'm still alive. I'm still healthy. But does that mean uh, you will be healthy if you contract COVID? Well, I don't know. I don't know your immune system, but um, evidently mine was strong enough to beat it twice, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe my immune system um, maybe laughed at COVID and said, what the fuck is this nonsense? Um, I've gone through worse. What were your symptoms? Tell us about what you went through. How bad was it? Well, the first time around, you know, I had a really bad headache. I had these weird chills. It's kind of sweaty. I had a fever. Um, but that was about it. I mean, I was coughing a little bit, but not not too much. But I never lost my sense of taste or smell. Um, that's debatable for, from some people. Um, but yeah, that was, um, those were my symptoms, I guess. And I got over that in about a week and then flash, like flash, um, or flash, f uh, fast forward in a flash through time. And it's, um, 2021, almost the end of the year. And I believe I contracted COVID maybe two weeks ago or a week ago. It's been now maybe. And all I had was a fever and I got over it rather quickly and it was COVID. Because people tested positive for that shit, and I was around them. So, Both times you had it, did you have an issue with breathing? Because they said that's the predominant symptom. That's how people no. die and they can't breathe. I didn't have shortness of breath or anything. I could still breathe. I still have my taste and smell. So it, it's a very weird sort of um, it virus. It doesn't sound like a virus to me. I mean, my ex-wife had the same symptom. She mm -hmm. lost her taste. She said through my daughter um, – she was hallucinating. Everyone around me has she lost their taste. She thought it was taste. demonic. She was like there was some spiritual <laughs> element to it. She was possessed. Well, that's without the vaccine. Oh, my. <laughs> she probably is. I'm enjoying myself like Norm. That's all right. Yeah. We we appreciate that here. But, yes, maybe there are some people that you would want them to have COVID. And uh, I got to be honest. There were a lot of people out there, you know, that send me death threats, people that were wishing COVID upon me and 
I just want to say to those people, congratulations, you got it right. I got COVID, you win. I can't believe people would say that. What 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 did you say to upset them? I don't know. I mean, I was telling people that I hope they catch what's going around. So maybe that's part of it. Maybe some people got upset at me wishing COVID upon others and um, it came back to bite me in the ass. But now I feel godlike. Now I feel like, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I feel kind. Well, not really bulletproof, but I do feel like, you know, I feel like I'm a kind of superior to a lot of people that died out there. You know, people that weren't strong enough to handle the virus. A lot of millions, like millions of people died, perhaps. I don't even know. That's what they say. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but I'm fine. Uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want you to be like me. You're not Rambo. You're not bulletproof. Neither am I. I, I don't know if your uh, immune system will be able to handle the quote unquote viral load of the virus. But uh, again, I'm not the healthiest person in the world and um, I got through with it uh, with, with ease. Thank God. What it, What does your gut tell you? Is it a virus? Is it a bioweapon? Is it the seasonal flu? Could be a little bit of All both. All of a sudden, the flu is uh, no one gets the flu no anymore. No one gets the flu. Yeah. Evidently, uh, the flu has been killing people. That's what they say uh, the, this uh, devil flu is. The China virus, they say. We're canceled again. <laughs> I'm just thinking about all the research I've done in the last year. When I was invited to come back to the network and do the show, which has been about a year now. Oh, it's been about a year. I didn't, I didn't realize that I would spend the next 12 months talking about the vaccine and pretending I'm a virologist. Uh, I'm just a DJ, you know. But I've learned a lot over the last year. And unfortunately, I, I – I am of a much darker view than probably everyone, even you are. Maybe yeah, pretty much everyone. Understood. I, I have a very dark view, but, of but what how, I think is going on. But you're how old are you, by the way? You just said it earlier. You're you're what? Uh, six, you're sixty-four. Six, you're sixty-four, and you're not vaccinated. No. So you're unvaccinated, and are are you of a decent health? I'm in good health, and I've killed both of my grandmothers. So you know. Okay. Okay. But you know, what's more important? Do you, do you work Apparently, out at all? That's, that's the mantra. If you don't get the jab, you're killing your grandma. Yeah, I know. <laughs> do, do you work out or anything? Yeah, I do. Actually, I'm in really good health. I work out. I try to work out every other day. Lots of vitamin D, vitamin B. Go for a walk with the dog at least once or twice a day. Uh, don't smoke. Don't drink. Um, I'm in excellent health. I really am. Understood. So maybe if you do contract the virus, maybe you would um, survive. Based on statistics, what is it, 99? 99.9? 99.9? 99.9. 99.9. 99.9. 99.9. 99.9. 99.9. 99.9. 99.9. 99.9. 99.9. 99.9. 99.9. 99.9. 99.9. 99.9. 99.9. 99.9. 99.
what are they hiding? And I think we're beginning to see what it is they were hiding. And I can understand why they want it hidden. Understood. You know, there's some straight correlation between COVID-19 and 9-11. I've always said that uh, COVID-19 has always been used as a Trojan horse, just like uh, 9-11. As you know, I view the world from a Christian point of view, and I see this as a spiritual battle. It's a spiritual battle. It always has been. Well, it always has been. Yeah. You know, you have the World Economic Forum with Klaus Schwab talking about the fourth industrial revolution. And he also talks about merging the body and technology. What he's talking about is transhumanism. He's a transhumanist. And what they want to do, like Ray Kurzweil and Elon Musk, they want to upload their mind into a machine and then into an avatar and attain apotheosis, have eternal life apart from God. That's the end game. And once you have a handle on what the end game is, then what's going on today makes perfect sense. At least it does to me. Yeah. Everything makes perfect sense. Now it does. I mean, in the early direction, I agree with you, Lee, and I'm sorry to to, uh, interrupt you there. Um, But I must say, you know, in the early 2000s, I was reading about all these things that would come to fruition in the later years. And, uh, you know, it's been it's been a long time since the early 2020s or 2020s, the early 2000s, my friend. And it seems like everything they once predicted has seemed to come true in a very odd, eerie way. And I think what took all of us by surprise is that it would come in the form of a pandemic. The creator of Black Mirror on Netflix, Charles Booker, he stopped producing the show because he said he can't compete with reality. Ooh, that's true. What we're, what we're going through right now. I say that all the time, by the way, Lee. 20, you, nothing this is, is a more 24/7 frightening. seven version of Black Mirror. Yes, that's true. And he's right. And like I see on the show, there's nothing more frightening than reality. Yeah. How apropos. But it gets worse, though. It gets worse, though. You know, we always knew that they were doing this. And when I'm saying we knew that they were doing this, I'm referring to uh, scientists growing medicine-filled plants to replace the jab, by the way, if you didn't know that already. Um, Researchers at the University of California, Riverside, not far from where I am, are working on a way to grow edible plants to carry the same medication as the mRNA vaccine, by the way. It seems they're trying every way feasible to get this technology into the body. And what's astounding is that Moderna admits on their own website that what is being injected in people is an operating system, a platform, and it can be interchangeable. In this case, it's the synthetic mRNA code, but they talk about being able to uh, insert anything in the platform. Bill Gates, they say, why in the world would he be talking about vaccines? If you look at the Moderna business model, Bill Gates is the perfect person for updates. Before we started this show, you were sending me a chat about the damn update on your computer. <laughs> that's that's Bill Gates and Microsoft. Right. And what Moderna wants to do is continually update. They want updates. People. Exactly. And, um they want this exactly like the annual what's going on in, in Israel. That's right. They want as, this like the annual flu shot. That's right. But and monthly. Israel is the most inoculated country in the world, and yet they have the most severe breakout. Yet no one is connecting the fact that it's because of the shots. It's the spike protein that is the toxin that is causing the outbreak. Absolutely. But they won't connect it. But I think the world is slowly waking up. Slowly waking up. Yes, I, I agree with you 100%. And uh, yeah, the survival rate is still at 99.9%. 
9.9998% by the way. But if you're older, you know, 45, 64, you know, it goes to 99.92941, you know, really low. Very low. The Los Angeles school district just announced that they're going to mandate the jab for all children. That's what I read too. They're going to kill some kids, I guess. 99.9999999999% recovery rate. Why would you do this? Here's the dark truth. And I heard Jim Brewer say this when he was talking to Anthony. The problem is it's so dark that most people can't handle it. And I finally come to grips with it a couple months ago. This is a culling. First and foremost, I believe they want to sterilize the population. Secondly, they want to cull it. And thirdly, I think they want to see who survives it, get it down to 500 million like the Georgia Guidestone says, and then who's left becomes the serfs of the technocratic elite as we move into the tribulation. Understood. Understood. Uh, for some, that might be a little too dark. It is. I Here's, the, here's what's going on. I, I don't have a girlfriend and I don't have any hobbies, so I spend almost all of my time taking deep dives into this matrix. No hobbies. Yeah, one, That's not true. Yeah, yeah. Well, I lift weights. There but you go. Once I saw this for what it is, I realized it was just too dark for most people. But I've always felt compelled to just give the audience the unvarnished truth, whether they like it or not. If not, they can go listen to another show. They go listen. Or, so, yeah, or, or, exactly. Yeah, go turn off the radio and go listen to, you know, like hits. But this is what's going on. And if it is the truth, I just want to know what it is so I can deal with it right. spiritually, physically. I've been thinking about selling the house I live in, Ooh. buying some acreage and getting a tiny home just to get off grid. Uh, but, you know, if, if if you can't buy, trade or sell, you can't buy food, what difference does it make even if you're off grid? I just think it'll buy you a little more time. Being in the cities definitely is not Probably where not right where now. you want to be, yeah. And no. Ah, well, and you said you were out by uh, Riverside, so you're kind of out of L.A. a little bit. No, I'm way, yeah, I'm way past L.A., bud. Uh, you never know. You know, I can move. Yeah. I can move even closer. Who knows what's going to happen? I gave you my view. What is your view? What do you, what do you think is actually going on with this so-called vaccine? By the way, before I say that, I just want to quickly mention, you know, people are saying the vaccines are more harmful than COVID itself. And puts you at a much greater risk for reinfection. I, I would have to say that is true, given all the facts and statistics that we've seen over the over over time now. And just like you mentioned, Israel, um, all of them are you know like double jabbed, and they're still getting um, COVID at a higher rate than those that are not vaccinated. There are some doctors who contend that the primary ingredient in these so-called vaccines is graphene oxide. That's what I read. Yes. And there are other doctors who are saying it's not a microchip that's being injected into you, but it's nanoparticles, nanobots. And what they're doing is they're self-assembling. So they feed off, this is the theory, they feed off of the um, iron oxide in your blood. And what they're doing is they're self-assembling and building a network, if you will, a conductive network that will interact with 5G or 6G. So you see people with magnets sticking to them. Then you have this black light phenomenon in Charlotte where all the street lights are black lights. So is that going to be a way to validate those who've gotten the jab? Mm. 
There are so many stories. There's a lot, yes. That sound insane. And even what I just mentioned to you just sounds insane. But what if it's true? I mean, if you would have told me that we're going to have this sort of plague, you know, um, prior to um, COVID BC, I, I would have thought you were full of shit. When Biden made the announcement that um, everyone has to get the jab if they work for a company with over 100 employees, I realized that the agenda is exactly what I thought it was, except even darker. It's dark. Yeah, I agree I, with you. I, I was shocked that Biden did that. And I don't usually get into politics, but on my show that night, I was you really got into it. taken aback. I was shocked. And, and I'm beginning to realize yeah. That this agenda is even darker than I thought, which is really bad because I view things darker than most. You're pretty grim. Even, You're pretty grim. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's it's even grimmer than I thought. My God! But again, if you have an immune system that is good, I mean, at you know developing natural antibodies, you you would have to be um, pretty much um, insane to get the vaccine, in my opinion. Correct. If you don't have any overriding, what do they call it, comorbidities? Comorbidities, yeah. Yeah, look at me and my big words. There you go. Uh, if you're in relatively good health. Yeah, and you're not a, a cardiomyopathy victim, then I think you're good look to go. At you. I know, Back right? Back in wow. the day, when someone got chicken pox, a kid got chicken pox, they yeah. would have a chicken pox party. Your mom All would the kids that weren't tell, infected yeah. would go over to the kid's house who wasn't affected. And in some ways, if everybody did that with this so-called COVID, if someone gets COVID, just hang out with them. Everyone gets it. There's your herd immunity right there. But Pfizer doesn't make billions of dollars doing that. It's not profitable. But here's the thing. No. Um, you know, I'm, I'm with you on that. But for some people, you know, they can't really handle the virus, you know. They're not healthy enough to get through it naturally. There are people dying from this. It's yeah. Not everyone is dying from the vaccine. There are people dying, but not enough to justify locking down the world's largest economies and moving us into a dystopian world. I agree with you on that one. Uh, the, the lockdowns, it's really impacted the health of uh, everyone, I would say. Psychologically, physically, lots of kids had even adults too have gained plenty of weight. I mean, you don't if you don't believe the statistics, all you have to do is look outside and you'll see plenty of um, fluffy people walking around. For me, it comes down to fear. Fear too. You either live with a spirit of fear. I don't live in fear. Or a spirit of love. And if you'll notice, most of the people that are double masking and getting the jabs, social distancing, are still scared to death. They are. It's yeah. fucking crazy. I, I even and see. And how many cases have you <laughs> seen, Michael, where reported uh, someone just died of COVID and they just got both shots? Yeah, they got both shots. I mean, Oscar like, De La Hoya. Wait a second. They didn't <laughs> die of COVID. They died of the shots. Can you not see that? And no, they can't because I believe it's a demonic spell. It's voodoo. It's the greatest voodoo that has ever hit this world. People are just blind and they can't see. They can't see. They can't see. You're right about that. Again, some people can handle it. Some people can't. But of course, those that have been vaccinated, they seem to um, still catch COVID. And it makes them question, why did I even get the jab for if it's going to make me uh, even sicker? Allegedly, what happens? And again, I'm not a doctor. We're not doctors here. We're not doctors. But <clears throat> they're injecting an mRNA synthetic code. And this code is contained within hydrogel. Hydrogel is a DARPA invention. 
and we've come to find out that the hydrogel is comprised of graphene oxide. Trillions of these little lipids are injected in the person. They seek out the individual cells, pierce the nucleus of the cell, and release the mRNA code, which then produces the synthetic spike protein. Come to find out, it's the spike protein that is, in fact, the toxin, and the body turns into a spike protein manufacturing facility, and it doesn't stop. It continues to make the spike protein toxin ad infinitum, and that's where people are dying. They are dying from the spike protein. Why would you want the vaccine, though? Because you're scared to death. Because you're afraid. And, you know, I, I've seen so many people driving around alone in their cars with a mask on. Have you ever seen that um, meme where a guy walks up to a couple Amish guys and he says to them, so how come you guys don't have COVID? And the Amish dudes say, because we don't have TV. <laughs> nice. And that's it. That's it. That's My mom funny. got both shots. I don't even talk to her about it. Ooh. And it's not that I'm mad at her. We haven't had a falling out. I still see her every week. We just don't talk about the subject. It's the elephant in the living room. Once someone takes the jab, I don't talk to them. You cut them out. Anything. Well, I cut them out of that conversation because they're part of the cult. It's a cult. It really is. And and she's already planning on getting her third jab. And in Israel, they're planning on giving a fourth jab. At what point do people- yeah, does It stop. It what, doesn't. What number of people have to drop dead from these shots- before there's an awakening. And I think for the people that have gotten the jab, I don't know if that moment's going to arrive. It might not. I mean, some people are addicted to the shot. I mean, some countries, they, you know, they want it. They're addicted to the vaccine. They enjoy being slaves. They like that, we I all, know. We, we, we think that all of us want freedom, but subliminally, I think most people enjoy being a slave. I have to agree with you on that one. I think people enjoy being slaves and enjoy masters. You know, that's what they like. They like being ruled over by things. It's safety. It's the same thing with scientism. Scientism is the belief that scientists are the new gods. So the God of the Bible, Allah, whoever you worship, that's pushed aside. So people like Dr. Evil are literally worshipped. And they're infallible, but we know they're not because we've been lied to by scientists since they first became scientists. And it's the right. same thing with the shape of the earth. You know, 500 years ago, if you said the earth was round, people would think you're a heretic. That's right. Now, if you say it's flat, they think you're a heretic. So science is ironically evolving. Even Neil deGrasse Tyson doesn't believe the earth is round. He now believes it has a bulge in the middle, that it's kind of chubby. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I would think that the earth isn't perfectly round, but I would say there's some imperfections there as well. Sure. Why don't they, why don't they just take the Hubble telescope, which allegedly is up there, and just turn it around? Show us people in Australia walking upside down and the argument's over. Yeah, good point. Yeah. I think it would, or it would put let someone fly. Let someone fly over the South Pole. Or that but too. Why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? Unless there isn't one. Um, yeah. Touche. Touche. I agree. Why not? Why not yeah. just put it to the test? Well, the Antarctic Treaty was passed in 1958, and after uh, Admiral Byrd went down there and started talking about a, a land as big as the United States, they sealed it off, formed the Antarctic Treaty, and then NASA was created to uh, secure the uh, 
air above. And uh, the Antarctic Treaty prevented people going to the edge. Absolutely. And of course, that makes me um, think back a few months ago, Godzilla versus Kong, the movie. They talked about Hollow Earth and uh, what we're discussing here a, a bit about Admiral Byrd. Strange it place. Is, it, it is crazy when you think about it that no one goes back to Antarctica. And they'll talk like Qantas has flights to Antarctica. But what they do is they just skirt the coast. And there is a 200-foot-high ice wall that just seems to go on forever. I want to see this ice wall that I hear so much about, too. It's like, show me the ice wall. In the Book of Enoch, he talks about it being 12 strata. And a strata, I, I looked it up, is 5,000 miles. So he says the ice wall is 60,000 miles in circumference. That's wild. The Book of wild. Enoch, great book, by the way. I've only read some of it. Yeah, the Book of Enoch. The Secret Teachings of the Book of Enoch, the Book of Jubilees, the Book of Jasher. Uh, there's extra biblical text that oh, yeah. go into great detail about what the earth may actually look like. There's some interesting things out there that didn't make the final cut, by the way, for those that are wondering, what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> we're talking about it all. Yeah, that's what we usually do here on the show. And of course, since we're talking about it all here, I'm seeing that um, the world... The World Health Organization are underway with clinical trials to evaluate eight nasal spray vaccines that target COVID-19, by the way. So like you said, they're doing everything they can. Pfizer has a uh, pill they're coming out with. You take twice a day uh, with the jabs. I think they're calling it Pfizer-Mectin. Pfizer, oh, okay, yes. <laughs> it's a play on right. words. Yes. I'm like interested. <laughs> but I, I'm sure they're not going to call it that, but uh, take Ivermectin off the market right. and then just replace it. Yeah, some people are taking that for sure with a um, host of other drugs, and I guess they're getting over it quite quickly. Oh, well, Joe Rogan did. He talked about big, it on yeah. a show, and look what happened to him. They just threw him under the bus again. They yeah, they crucified him for it. And Nicki Minaj talking about her cousin in Africa getting what I called on my own radio show, Balls Palsy, <laughs> which I made yes. up as a word, but apparently the guy's testicles <laughs> ballooned like melons. That's what his I heard. Pe his penis shrunk. And his fiance, his, his, his bride-to-be, called off the wedding. Wow. And when Minaj talked about that, Dr. Evil flipped out and they wanted a conference call with her because she has 22 million followers on Twitter. Yeah, they would want a phone call with her after that, yes. Yeah, because she's a person of influence. She's black. And the black community, you know, the Tuskegee experiments, yeah, are very, very apprehensive to get the jab, and rightly so. I would, I would be um, very skeptical myself, and of course, it's time to put some stock into um, these um, vaccines, my friend. We're we're in the wrong business. We should sort of just throw money at these companies and uh, play the stock market and uh, sit back and uh, profit like all the rich billionaires out there. I like when they say. You know, the shot is free. Go get it. Yeah, it's free. Sure. It's not free. No. It was our tax yeah, not dollars <laughs> that paid for the government. You only have to – imagine being a Moderna or Pfizer salesman. All you have to do is make a couple sales. Hey, Bob, I just got back. I sold 200 million uh, shots to the United States. All you have to do is sell it to a country. And even if they don't use it, they've paid for it, so you don't care. And now the United States is shipping – it's jabs to third world countries to help them die. I well, mean, to help them out. Well, just like guns, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to sell uh, weapons. Someone's got to sell drugs. I mean, someone's got to do it, Lee. But when you're selling a vaccine and you're giving it to children, 
there's got to be a special place in hell. Yeah, well, th there's no moral compass for lots of folks out there. Man is wolf to manly. I agree. There's a scene in Lucy where Morgan Freeman is. Uh, did you ever see the movie Lucy? I did. Where Morgan Freeman is talking to Great Scarlett movie. Johansson. And he says to her, you know, concerning this this drug, I'm afraid of what man will do because it's always about profit and greed. And that's where we're at. To think that men get up in the morning and conspire to inject that's right. a deadly poison in the children. What kind of demonic oppression, if not possession, you have to be under? And a guy like Dr. Evil, every day he gets out of bed and he tells lies which lead to the, the death. uh, deaths of people. Wow. Think about that. How, how, do you, how do you compartmentalize that evil, satanic part of you? I guess I Alcohol? can't really. Well, I don't even what, know. What do you do? I don't know what he, what he does. If he does anything, maybe he needs to be doing something like that. I once dated a woman who was a sociopath, and I didn't know what a sociopath was. Was I that your wife? A, so, a sociopath or a girlfriend? Is a person, yeah, a girlfriend. Okay. A, a sociopath is a is a person who's incapable of emotional attachment, and somehow that's what I think Doctor Evil is. He's a sociopath in that he can emotionally detach himself from any feeling or responsibility for what he's doing because he's been in the game for so long. With AIDS, it's yeah. It's kind of like a, a stripper who's been doing it and turning tricks for 20 years. Right. That's all she knows. And all he knows is death, lying. And it was Israel that gave Dr. Evil a $1 million prize Ooh. a few months ago for his work with Pfizer. Oy vey. Can you imagine that? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, they called it a prize, like a Nobel Prize. And look at Israel today, the most vaccinated country in the world, first world, and the most affected by another outbreak of COVID. And they're talking about a fourth booster. And they told their citizens, if you got both jabs, your green pass, your vaccination passport is now invalid. My God. They're never going to stop. Never. It's like a crack dealer. Yeah, it's never going to stop. It's going to be under a heavy syndication, like all the bland hits of yesteryear. That's right. And here's Oof. the wild one, Michael. I found this story earlier today. It's called Where Have All the People Gone? Mm. Written by Michael Snyder. There's this thought that perhaps there is a mass extinction event going on right now and it's being covered up and that a lot more people are dying than we're being told. Maybe we are um, starting to finally live through what Darwin always talked about finally. The extinction? Survival of the fin uh, fittest. Oh, very good. I think about Kurt Vonnegut Jr. in Cat's Cradle where he was uh, in Dresden and they firebombed the city, killing almost everyone. But he was in a, uh, a, like a meat locker and survived it. He said there was no news reports about the bombing of Dresden and all the hundreds of thousands of people who died. It was swept under the rug. And I interviewed a guy a long time ago. His name was Andy Andrews. He wrote a book called How to Kill 11 Million People. And it was written about World War II. And he said, the way that you kill a million, 11 million people is you lie. That's, and that's right. what we're experiencing right now. A lie. One of the grandest lies ever. I think a lot of people are dying that are not being reported as dead. I know that sounds crazy, but I think that may be going on right now. Well, who am I to argue with you on that?
I don't know for sure. You might be right. I have no idea. You might be it's right. It's a gut feeling. You might be Isn't right on weird? that. How they can't find anybody to work anymore? They I know the extended unemployment has right. ended. They still can't find anybody. Nobody wants to work. Not through this. I think some people are starting to realize that we've been robbed of life from multiple governments, I would say. All signs point to yes. I followed the money trail. It's probably one of the reasons why we don't really know too much about the origins of the COVID-19 outbreak. If there was an outbreak, we, we don't have any answers. But we do have a money trail from America to China. That we do have. They have never isolated COVID-19. That's also what I hear. There are some, and I'm becoming one of them, that is starting to believe there is no COVID-19. There may be a bioweapon because I don't deny that people are getting sick. And like you said, you caught it twice. Sure. I don't, I don't doubt that at all. You know what's interesting? I started working remotely. I, I, I work as a freight broker part-time. I'm semi-retired. Mm -hmm. I work three days a week as a freight broker. I started working in March 2020 from home, and I still am. And I do my radio show from home. The idea of getting in a car and driving somewhere to work is repulsive to me. And I can't believe all the years I've done this. I agree. I, th I think what this lockdown has done is it's made people really, really reevaluate what's important. And what is important it's true. is not the career. It's a quality of it's life. It's a quality of family. life. That's exactly what I, what I um, went through myself. And I'll be talking about that on the, the next show. Um, Lee, and that's exactly what um, COVID taught me, really. I, I really figured out what was important in life. And, you know, it's none of this shit. It's just um, enjoying life, really. Enjoying life with the, the people that you love and uh, care about. We had a uh, Zoom conference, you know, a Zoom conference call a couple weeks ago. Right. And there's about 60 people on the call, including myself. I literally fell asleep <laughs> while the meeting was going. On. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. And, and then I just happened to wake up and the meeting was over. And then I saw a bunch of people sending congratulations in the chat. I had no idea what happened. So I just wrote congratulations with an exclamation point. It was like right out of office space. <laughs> That's awesome. It, it, it was. It, and I'm realizing, especially with this lockdown, nothing is really that important. Everything I thought was isn't and it's the little things like when i get up in the morning and i have a cup of coffee and i say hello to my greyhound i love my dog and i might be getting on the phone or, or reading i really enjoy those enjoy moments yeah. more than i ever have and when i'm at work and someone's pissed off or they're saying this really important my first thought is it's not important it's not important nothing is important and it doesn't matter i agree yeah that that's the mindset i i had after, you know, not doing the show for a while and just taking some time off to, you know, get away from things and start to, you know, contemplate what I really want out of life. And I, I came to that same realization, I lead that none of this actually matters. It's the other stuff that truly matters, not this shit here. Getting back to, you know, Norm MacDonald, yeah. uh, we were talking about earlier, he had that attitude yeah. that he was doing it for himself. First and foremost, more than any other comedian, I never saw anyone perform as much for themselves. First and foremost, he would tickle himself, amuse himself, and sometimes people wouldn't laugh, and he would be laughing anyway because that's he That's the way it goes, it. yeah. And that's really the way I think we need to approach life, which is 
we get so damn comfortable in our own skin that people will find that attractive. Yeah. Well, you have to uh, enjoy what you can now before it's gone. You know, climb what you can before it's gone. It's really yeah. the best advice I can I mean, give you and, and I mean, not live who, your who, life in fear. I mean, uh, who knew people, you would get excited about finding a roll of toilet paper? Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. It's stupid. Jesus. It's stupid. All I want is a good cup of coffee. Uh, here's what I want. I was thinking before they take me to the FEMA camp, Michael. That's right. Uh, here's here, here's what I want. The day before they, you know, put my head in the guillotine and cut it off, I want to see uh, Dune in IMAX at least three or four times. And during each showing, I need someone to bring me a double espresso. Uh, then I want to see Matrix uh, Resurrections. Me too. I want to see that three or four times. And then I want pancakes sausage and another double espresso and then when i have to go to the bathroom really bad oh that's when you can cut my head off i don't disagree with you it sounds like a lovely evening it does i am so looking forward to seeing dune i'm gonna i'm gonna say a sentence that's gonna sound like matthew mcconaughey i'm so looking forward to seeing dune dude all right all right all right i can't wait to see that movie october 22nd very nice. Well, hopefully you survive this um, deadly virusly, and you don't die before then. I got my fingers crossed. Me too. Uh, I hope you don't die. I, I, yeah, I mean, I've got three masks on when I'm driving in the car. I put a mask on the dog, uh, and, uh, you know, I'm just trying to socially distance from everyone, man, because you, you got to be afraid, Michael. People think they're going to die, man. It's It's insane. I remember when it first broke I up. went to a concert, I, by the way, Lee, and I didn't wear a mask. I didn't give a fuck. I didn't wear a mask when I started the show, but yeah. I'm beginning to sense that your latent COVID is coming through Skype, and I might need to end the conversation. I know. I, feel, I might be infecting I feel you. Latency. I feel latency in the air. It's kind of it's a metal taste. Is that what I think you I think you should get the virus, to be honest. I think you should just contract COVID-19, get it over with. Uh, and live to see tomorrow. Uh, find out for yourself. Take the I gamble. I appreciate those kind thoughts. Fuck I, it. I do. Take the gamble. I mean, <laughs> live life. You know, if you die, then you die. You know, fuck it. How Who about cares? I walk the streets with a sign, somebody please give me COVID. Someone give me COVID, yeah. I want COVID. I want COVID right now. I want candy. I mean, you just got to find a vaccinated person and hang around them. They'll give you COVID. Oh, my gosh. You're not going to get COVID. What you're going to get? They'll give you COVID. I don't think it's COVID when you get it from them. I think it's a synthetic COVID. Oh. Think about it. If you're injecting a synth, and this is what Moderna admits, you're injecting a synthetic mRNA code, which produces the spike protein, then the spike protein has to be synthetic because the mRNA code is synthetic. So if you're leaking or shedding, whatever they call it, you're shedding a synthetic form of COVID, logically, right? Yeah. Or, or not. I don't know. That's what they say. Again, I'm not an. Uh, we're not doctors here. We're not. We're not doctors. We're not we're medical experts talk, here. We're damn good talk show hosts, but we are not doctors. I am for science, though. I mean, I got infected with COVID twice in the name of science. I did it for you. What did you take to combat your COVID? Not a thing. Oh, see, no, that's not good. No, I didn't take anything. Doctor Evil does not like that. Answer. I know Doctor Evil does not want you to know that, but I did not do anything special. No, that's not good. I just we need to let shut it run. You up. I know. I need to. This show's canceled. That's for sure. Do you have a Twitter account? Because you don't. I don't. I, no, You're I never heard of that. Good, no, that's not a good answer. Never heard of Come Twitter. Better one. 
You, but, here, here's your answer. I got both jabs and I feel good. I got and both if you jabs. Die, you die of COVID. I snorted the vaccine, by the way, so I'm good. Oh, okay. I snorted it. So. Yeah, it's okay. I put it up my nose. It's fine. Oh. I was telling Dr. Eva to put it up his ass, but I guess that. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be difficult. You might need a, an extra hand there. Well, you can get the needle up there. You just got to be careful you don't pierce any uh, Oof. tissue. Someone's got to do it for him. But um, by the way, Howard Stern um, recently made the headlines once again because, you know, everyone was talking about Joe Rogan, about what he did. And uh, I believe he said something to the extent of, we have no time for idiots in this country anymore. We don't want you. Stay home. Die there with your COVID. Don't take the cure, but don't clog up our hospitals with your COVID when you finally get it. Stay home. Don't bother with science. It's too late. Fucking retards. We uh, actually it says fucking retards will take any snake oil cure online, but reject science. Your children should be aborted. Can we legalize post? birth abortion robin uh, that was the comments of one howard stern on sirius xm uh, just uh last week or a few few days back actually howard would be another example of someone you don't talk to about the vaccine because he got the jab he he's in the club it's like george carlin said you know it's a big club and you're not in it the big club is those that have gotten double jabbed and they will never i don't think most of them will ever come to the realization that it's the vaccines that are causing the deaths and they'll double down and they'll triple down and my real concern michael is that when this thing really starts going sideways which i think it's going to probably in another three to six months when a lot of people start dropping dead they're going to blame us the for killing them for killing them when in fact it's the vaccines that are killing them but we'll be the new Jews. We'll be the scapegoat. Oh, my. Oy vey, I should say. <laughs> Serenity now! Shut it down. By the way, uh, apparently um, more radio hosts have died um, urging listeners not to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, apparently, there's there's a number of these um, right-wing talk show hosts on the radio who are very anti-vax. There's a guy named Mac... Bernier, I'm not quite sure, 65, out of Florida, who called himself Mr. Anti-Vax. I believe he died August 27th. There's another guy named Todd Tucker, who also died of COVID-19, they're saying. And these people were all very anti-vax, and now they're all gone. Um, what do you make of uh, those um, gentlemen out there? It seems like, um, well, a lot of people in the radio world are not healthy to begin with, to be honest. All of them were you know, kind of overweight. Yeah, you you do notice that that most of these guys that are quote unquote right wing conservatives are they're not very healthy weight. though. Now, one guy I think the guys you mentioned, one was from Daytona Beach, and right. I think the other one was uh, from uh, where uh, Trump lives, Palm Palm Beach. Palm Beach, yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah. Think so uh, I don't know what to make of it, Michael. What do you think? I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I'm sure there are obviously you could sort of. Make statistics any way you kind of want, uh, and throw these sort of names and pit and put them together. I mean, you could do that with anyone else and say these people are anti-vax and now they're dead from from the vaccine. But in regards to these people being talk show hosts, I mean, it's kind of known. It's kind of a known fact. If you are a broadcaster, a professional broadcaster in the game, uh, well, you're not exactly healthy to begin with. You're kind of overweight. You kind of have these uh, heart problems. You have high blood pressure. You're 
et cetera, et cetera. Um, to begin with, a lot of these folks were already kind of fucked uh, because they didn't take care of themselves through life. The problem with stereotypes is that they're normally true. For example, uh, most guys well, in radio the guys are yeah. most guys in the NBA are black. Radio because guys are, are better, you know, radio guys aren't are, fucking healthy. Let's be honest. No, they're not. They're not. It's yeah. not a stereotype. It's That's not though. Reality. It's the truth. I'm with you, but yeah. you know, for them to be all surprised and uh, throw this out there, I mean, come on, you knew they, they were going to die. Every angle possible. Think about the billions of dollars that the pharmaceutical industries bring in, and the fact that they uh, fund the networks. How many times have you seen a commercial? I don't, I don't have a TV. I haven't watched TV in like 15 years. Oh shit. Uh, but, you know, how many times on television do they have a pharmaceutical commercial? You don't even understand what it is. It's not that they're paying for advertising. They're paying for control of the narrative. And the, and the advertising is, is a cloak. It's, it's a, almost like a false flag, if you will, because they don't care if they sell that product. What they care about is owning the network and controlling the narrative, especially if, you know, if any negative press comes in. That's and right. That's why all, all the media is bought and paid for. And by the way, Lee, their major sponsor is the pharmaceuticals. Oh yes, you got to keep pushing the pharmaceuticals because they are the ones that are handing in the the big cash for the advertisement. There. Um, by the way, Lee, where, where exactly are you located right now? Well, you don't have to tell me, but in terms of you know COVID and those that are being, I guess, testing positive, what what can you tell us about your local scene out there? Well, I'm just. East, just east. We'll keep it at that. Okay. Uh, Orlando. Ah, okay. So, I'm, so in, I'm in God's waiting room. You're close to Florida. Uh, I'm in Florida. Okay, you're in Florida. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. The, the only thing really east of uh, Orlando you keep going is the Atlantic. But yeah, I'm I'm just outside of the Orlando metro area, and here in Florida, of course, DeSantis is uh, a red dude, and of course, sure. uh, all of the cities, Jacksonville, Miami. Tampa, Orlando, they're all blue cities in a red state. Mm. So you've got this you got this rub just like you have in Texas. All of the cities are blue, but Texas is red. Uh so I'm in one of the few states that really is saying no to slippers. I don't say the president's name. I, I just call him slippers now because he reminds me of an old guy in a nursing home <laughs> walking like around that. a pair of moldy slippers looking for the remote control. He's kind of so a ghoul, like John Kerry. Yeah. The slippers administration is, is really at war with Texas and Florida. And, and there's a bunch of other states, as you well know. But I'm in a good spot as far as the resistance is concerned. But uh, it's the same everywhere. Just walk in Walmart and it's almost as if you want to give an apology to Darwin. Interesting, interesting. And from what I heard, no one out there is wearing a mask. Um, no one in Florida is wearing a mask. And that's what I'm reading. And to be honest, out here in California, some parts, you got to wear a mask or you are denied service. Uh, that's yeah, the way it is. Here. If, if you go to most upscale venues, uh, you don't wear one. That's what I'm saying. talking about. When I was in Santa yeah. Barbara, yeah. very yeah. upscale, very expensive to be out there. Um, nobody's wearing a fucking mask, by the way. The, those people there are living like a totally different life. That's right. You, you, if you go you, to Walmart here in Florida, <laughs> yeah. everyone's wearing a mask. Everyone's wearing a mask. It, it's, it's the craziest thing, but, um, what it's I've proportional noticed. proportional ignorance. Those that are ignorant are wearing the mask. <laughs> those that know better are not. Yes. Those in Santa Barbara, though, and, and these wealthy restaurants and, uh, whatnot, 
you know, I've been in a few of these nice establishments. No one is wearing a fucking mask. It's the craziest thing. Uh, again, these people are living like there is no virus. And that's kind of the way I've been living my life as well, even though I contracted COVID twice. Again, COVID survivor, my vaccine may be the cure. I don't know. Long COVID sounds like a porn movie. It Long does. COVID. Long COVID. And, um, maybe Starring Ron Jeremy. Uh, well, he's in jail now. Yeah, he's not looking too good, apparently. Uh, he might uh, die of COVID. Oh, he has COVID, does he? He might, he might die of COVID. Who knows? I did not know that. Him and Harvey Weinstein. Hmm, right. They're probably best friends now out there. Can you imagine living in New York City right now? What a hellhole that is. No, I don't want to live there. New York has been shit since the 1980s. We all know that. A lot of people don't want to admit that, but New York hasn't been a great place since the 80s. Let's be real here. I was watching a video. This guy, uh, he's a realtor, and he, uh, he hawks apartments for rent. I cannot imagine paying $3,000 for an apartment in the West Village, and then you go outside, and you can't go into any of the restaurants. You can't enjoy any of the quote-unquote amenities of the city if you're not jabbed. So what the hell's the point of living there? That was the only reason you lived there was to enjoy the lifestyle. The lifestyle is gone. It's gone. Unless you're part of the cult. It's completely gone. You have to um, now get the jab, get obey, and take the vaccine, or else you are not granted access to uh, nightclubs, restaurants, what have you. I, you're unemployed. You you're unemployed. You can't do anything. It's a, it's a two-tier society. They're trying to do that they, now. They're doing it in L.A. They're doing it already. I didn't know that. Oof. I did not know that that's one of the um, circumstances that um, they're trying to use to shake people down, to get them to obey and and conform. My advice lately has been get out of the cities, buy some land, find like-minded people, and you're going to find them in the country. You're not going to find them in the city. Before FEMA comes around looking for you and asking where your papers are. That's right. Oh, my at least if God. You move, at, least, at least if you move to the country, you buy yourself a little bit of time. You're not in this smart grid. I'm going to paint a red X on my door, by the way. <laughs> Are you waiting for the angel of death? I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> like Passover, for sure. <laughs> um, I'm going to be living what Father Malachi used to talk about <laughs> with Art Bell. Oh, I miss that dude. Uh, me too. Me yeah. too. Yeah. His show was so much more intriguing than George Norrie's. Oh, I, w- I would agree. I-, I respect George, not because he invited me to be on Coast to Coast AM uh, to plug my show, but just the fact that he's kept it going for all these years. Um, I-, I definitely have lots of respect for George, and of course, I have lots of respect for Art Bell. And for those that don't know, you know, we did have a few private conversations uh, in the past, a long, long time ago, and. Yes, it's quite sad that art is gone, and this is probably one of the first times I've ever really, you know, publicly stated that I, you know, talked to the man. But uh, I've talked to a lot of people that are uh, hosts on that show. I think George Norrie does a great job. Yeah, he does and good. He does John good. B. Wells, another guy, guy does the voiceovers, another guy, yeah. you know, does a great job. He's not happy it with me a- right now, by the way. He's he doesn't like me at all. John B. Wells. Yeah, we've had. Um, I guess because I allowed someone to sort of uh, say a few bad things about um, John B. Wells, I'm pretty sure he's kind of at odds with me now. But that's okay. That's that's life. That's odd. I know his show. What is it called? Caravan. Caravan, Caravan of Midnight. Midnight. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I show. think it was a subscription. 
It's a subscription based. Really, yeah, I that's, know. That's really a tough sell. People are just used to getting stuff for free. It is. It really is. You know, you do want to give everyone a free show, which I do, but I also have the Patreon series and all that jazz. But of course, people want a free show. So, you know, I make sure to deliver them a free show. Well, my whole deal is selling the book, you know, Morningstar's Tale. If I can get, uh, and I had a good month. I had, I sold more books than I ever have nice. in this past month. But it's just, you know, everyone's got an angle. I mean, you do have to make money doing this sure. unless you just are, are well off. But, um, that's too bad. I, I've really kind of backed away from talking about other people. The only guy that I do have fun with is uh, Alex Jones. I Alex Jones. I'll, I'll get into this voice and talk about the <laughs> globalists. But overall, you know, I, it's not. I mean, we're on the same team. Sure. You know, Infowars, what you're doing, what I'm doing, we're all on the same page. So I don't see why we should be combating each other because we've got a much bigger enemy. Yeah. I was just being a journalist and covering some things. I mean, I've reached out to a few people in the past, and of course, they don't return emails or phone calls to, you know, follow up some of these questions, but oh, that's okay. It is what it is. It is what it I, is. I have, I had a listener email me a couple of weeks ago, and he said, you know, this might be your last show. Ooh. And he didn't mean that day. There was no threat intended. What it's he was a threat. Saying is He's that, threatening you there. No, this radio show might be the last radio show you do, the oh, last it's incarnation. But I would be open to doing something back on terrestrial radio. I think if we started talking about what we're talking about tonight, I think it would go off like gangbusters because I agree. Nobody, nobody's talking about vaccines, flat Earth, nine eleven. No well, I mean, I no, go, one's, no one's talking about. Well, actually, you know, I I gotta correct you there. You know, I was at Huntington Beach not long ago, and you know, I'm listening to these random radio stations, and one was a Christian radio station and there was a guy that was actually offering um I, I believe he was offering some sort of a mask exempt. Well good for him, yeah. Yeah, he was but offering again, that. That's not really commercial radio. Not really, it, you're right. It, here's the really insidious part of this, and you know this Michael. Yeah. Most radio stations are owned by iHeart, which was Clear Channel or Cumulus. Or Cumulus, correct. So mm -hmm. guys like Glenn Beck Whoever took Russia's place, uh, Joe Pags, uh, Mark Levin, Sean Hannity. Yuck. These guys, I know, these guys don't even touch the vaccine because during the commercial break, what you'll hear are COVID commercials encouraging people to get the jab, which is paid for by the pharmaceuticals. So all of these radio stations, most of them in America, terrestrial, are owned by the pharmaceuticals, just like they own all of the television stations. That's right. I think lots of uh, lots of people on television are vaccinated. I, I include those on Fox News as well. And what does that say? Even Trump, he was a, he was He's the guy who started it. He was he was the spearhead of Operation Warp Speed. Warp Speed. And he still thinks you should get a shot. So what what difference did it make? It was None. two wings of the same bird. Uh, well, I think some people are slowly starting to wake up and realize that it doesn't matter if you vote Democrat or Republican. They both work for the same people. I mean, you're still fucked no matter what you do. I voted in this last election. The previous time that I voted was in 1976 when I was 18. Oh, my. Or 19. It's been a while. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy I Carter. voted for Jimmy Carter because my roommate in college said he would, wouldn't share his pot with me. Uh -huh. So I voted for Carter. He was a poli-sci major. I voted for Trump in this last election for one simple reason. He was more of a nationalist, and I knew Biden was a globalist. And at least with Trump in office, even though I don't like him, 
I knew it would slow the progression. And what we see instead is Operation Warp Speed for the New World Order. Biden is going full speed ahead with this uh, New World Order. No, they're, all, they're, all, they're all carrying on the agenda from yesteryear. Yesteryear's relics are today's, you know, new toy. Kissinger, still kicking it. What is he, 99? He's still 99. I don't think that guy's even a human being at this at this point. He might be a cyborg. Have you seen him, dude? He looks like a toad. He's got to be about three bills, five, six. He looks like a, he looks like a planet. <laughs> I mean, if you believe in the heliocentric Oy theory, vey. well, there is a planet called Kissinger. Kissinger, yeah. Yeah, it's divided into east and west. I like that. That's funny. Yeah, thank you. I'll Good be job. here all weekend. Good one. And then you got, and then you got Klaus Schwab, another <laughs> German who's head of the World Economic Forum, and this guy is pushing for transhumanism. It's so apparent what they're doing. They want to destroy the economy, have BlackRock come in, buy up all the property. And then, like Anil Schwab said, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy about it. You'll be in a smart grid city, and if you survive the culling, you'll have a miserable life. Yeah, be happy wearing your burqa around your face there. That's right, for the rest of your life. And that's the way some people want it, though. Some people want this. For some people, this is the new American dream. Most millennials, because they were cut out of the American dream. All the boomers got the money. And they are still living with their parents. They're making a crappy wage. And they're like, sure, why not socialism? Obviously, capitalism doesn't work unless you work for Goldman Sachs. That's a sad reality. It is. But lots of people are are following suit. You're right. So I get it. Yeah. I get it. I guess it's more convenient this way. But of course, now, um, by the way, we are um, not so long removed from uh, the... Anniversary of 9-11, by the way, and I did have a show there, um, Lee, but was it, it was removed by uh, YouTube for quote-unquote hate speech. <laughs> when did you post that? Uh, I think that must have been last week, and it got yanked right away, maybe three hours after it aired live. I think someone probably hit that report button um, because they were offended. Or maybe it was just YouTube. Them, it might have just been YouTube. Who knows? When you see that video of Silverstein, who owned the World Trade Center. Lucky Silverstein, right. Yeah, yeah, filled with asbestos. And then he was talking about Building 7, and he said something to the effect of, you know, after the horrible events of 9-11, we just decided to pull Building 7. You you just don't say to someone, pull the building. You have to set the detonators. You know, if you're going to do a controlled demolition, it takes days to set that up. But you just saw Building 7 implode and not a word. No one says anything. You know, let's remember 9-11. Let's forget Building 7. Yeah. People don't even uh, remember or even realize that Building 7 went down. Yeah. Tower 7. Yeah. The third building went down, folks. I was uh, watching a clip from Dell Bigtree, and they were protesting the jab in New York, and someone said, you know, we need to remember 9-11 when those hijackers tried to take our freedom. And I oh, thought, boy. Wow. You're still in denial about that. And that was 20 years ago. Right. So, well, for yeah, some people, it's know. hard. To, it's a tough pill to swallow. Well, it's like Jim Brewer was saying. It's so dark. Most people don't want to think about the fact that, okay, 20, 19 out of the 21 hijackers were of Saudi Arabian descent. And yet we invade Iraq. And then we invade Afghanistan because some six foot seven guy on dialysis was behind all of it. He goes to Pakistan in 2002, 
and then we stay in Afghanistan for another 18 years? I don't believe it. Just like I don't believe Robert O'Neill, by the way. I think he's full of shit. Well, they all are. I think he's the biggest, uh, biggest hack, phony piece of shit there is, by the way. Just my opinion. What did Eisenhower say as he was leaving office? Beware of the military-industrial complex. And what did Kennedy say? Talked about secret societies, and a couple of weeks later, they blew his head off. That's right. I don't believe the so, story, by the way. I don't believe anyone shot bin Laden. I think that was all nonsense. It was. Yeah, they took his body and dumped it out. No, they didn't show. It's all. Don't believe it's it. It's all show. No. Don't believe it at all. I think it's all bullshit. It is. Afghanistan was. What Afghanistan became was karma, or you can call it paying for the sins of the past. For the last 20 years, the military-industrial complex has been crapping on that country. And after those 13 Marines were killed, then they drop a drone on some children. It's like, can you just leave that country alone and get the hell out and stop killing people? Leave them alone. Governments always want to kill someone. Astounding. It's just the way it goes. Yeah. Sad. Who's the guy they killed? Uh, McAfee. He John had McAfee. He tattooed on his arm. If I die, I was suicided. I like him. He was different. I miss John. He's a good guy to talk to. Did you ever do an interview with uh, Jeff Berwick by chance? No, but I did interview McAfee. When did you interview him? Mm, must have been like two years ago, probably. Got high with him on the phone, too. Before we did the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so you had your cannabis on either side. Yeah, we were both game, we were both smoking. That was um that was kind of a treat there. I didn't think that would ever happen, but it did. Good times. He was a he was a different kind of dude. Hell yeah, he was. Are you are, are you familiar <laughs> with Jeff Berwick, the dollar vigilante? Yeah, I'm familiar with him, but I've never talked to him. I, I wish I could though. That'd be fun. He's a different kind of cat too. I like different He's, kind of cats. I consider myself yeah. in that realm. Why am I talking like the big Lebowski tonight? The dude must abide. <laughs> I know you're talking like a mob boss here. I'm talking. Yeah, I'm kind of going back and forth between Goodfellas and a hippie. Yeah, you've been watching a lot of uh, a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of crime related movies lately. It seems I've been watching the preview of uh, what is it called? Many Saints of New Jersey. Oh, no, there we go. Many Saints of Newark. It's that'll uh, do it to you. Yes. Uh, who's the guy with the Sopranos? I know James the guy. Gandolf yeah. James Gandolfini. Mm -hmm. His son stars in this new movie. So it's a it's an it's a nod to the Sopranos when uh, Tony Soprano was a kid. Yeah, you're paying homage. Yeah, paying homage. Yeah, looks like it might be a good movie. That's one thing I do miss. I don't, I don't want to go necessarily to the movie theaters unless it's an IMAX, but uh, I do miss entertainment, good entertainment. Yeah, uh, it's been a long time. Less... That's why I went and saw a concert a, a like a couple weeks back. How did you do that without a? A vaccine passport just sure. rolled in. I mean, some people in place, some places in California, they are pretty loose. I mean, it was outdoors, but you're still sitting close quarters with like right next to people. But some places out here, you know, they're living, they're living their lives. Who was performing? I believe it was the Flaming Lips, a band that I don't even really care much about, but it was still a fun, a fun time to see live music. And oh, sure, yeah, it was, it was a good time. Before that, it, it had been like fucking years since i've seen live music i can't remember the last time i went to a restaurant i think i went to uh china panda which really doesn't count as a restaurant wow you haven't even gone to a restaurant <laughs> no i haven't gone to a restaurant jesus i mean i have well you're more 
you're you're kind of uh, near the city. Yeah, kind of, but yeah, I'm kind of in the boonies. Oh, okay. I, I mean, there's I restaurants. No, there's restaurants. I I shouldn't say that. There there's plenty of restaurants. I just choose not to go. I don't want to deal with it. You don't want to deal with that shit. Okay. No, no, I'm not going to wear a mask, and you know it's so. Some places, though, I'm telling you, they are kind of loose with it, but um, depending on where you are. Well, in New York the other day, some uh, dumbasses from Texas actually started beating up a, a, a waiter or a waitress oh, at one yeah. of these New York City restaurants. I saw that. Because they didn't, they didn't have the pass. How stupid can you be? And why, why would you do that to someone who's just trying to earn a buck? Misguided anger. I could not imagine. Can you imagine? I know I'm, I'm circling back to this. It's okay. Jan Saki. Jan Saki says, let's circle back to that. Living in New York, spending three grand on a crappy apartment, and then you can't even go to Anywhere. any of the restaurants. Why the hell would you live in New York? Yeah. Why would you want to live in um, the shithole of America? Awful. I can remember going I, – I grew up in Connecticut. I can remember going to – uh, baseball games with my dad in in New York and football games and as soon as and he was pretty calm you know we were we grew up in Yuppieville in Connecticut you know the burbs but as soon as he got to the Bronx he he tr he turned into another type of person he started to become aggressive started swearing driving faster <laughs> there's something about that yeah whole that turns that whole environment a good person into a bad person yeah it turns into an asshole yeah. And you know, in the first five seconds, they're talking to you. I hear it with customers, you know, working as a broker. Yeah, I'm from New York. I don't care. Yeah, you, exactly. What does that, that, that make you're, you special? You're always, yeah. If you talk to someone from New York or New Jersey, uh, they're going to remind you every other hour that they're from there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No interest. Yeah, I don't give a fuck where you're from. No. You're still the same Why'd asshole you? I, I um, first I encountered. So, you know, it doesn't matter. And the only two cities I really enjoyed living in for a while, I enjoyed living in L.A. That was in the 80s. And I also enjoyed a couple of years, um, about seven years ago, I lived in Austin for a couple of years. Uh, but I, I couldn't imagine living in either city right now. It's just – You don't want to live in, in Los Angeles for sure. Right. But even Austin in the city limits, it's just – and the price of real estate has gone through the roof. It's just un unbelievable. That's sad. Yeah, it is. And BlackRock is going in and swooping up all these properties. It's all part of the great fourth industrial revolution. And we are living through these crazy times, my friend. Absolutely, it's my friend. Really you kill crazy the mom times. and pop businesses. You come in and buy them for pennies on the dollars. You kill the landlords. You let the tenants suck on the gravy for a year and a half. And then you got people like me that are carrying COVID-19 and killing everyone in sight. Well, you should be arrested. I should uh, be. I should be I arrested probably, for I, yeah, yeah, murder. I'll, I'll I might call nine one one. You should. Done, but I think you should. I really, I think I deserve it. At the moment, I'm overcome with apathy, so <laughs> I, I just I don't give it. Yeah, Isn't that I, cool I, though? Like I'm asymptomatic. You know, I have the special superpower just to like kill people and not die myself from it. Who ever heard of that word before? I never heard of it before. Pandemic. You you. You don't have any – imagine going to a doctor so he can tell you if you have something and you don't even know you have it. Man, that's cool. That is crazy. That is crazy, right? Wow. And then they can give you that PCR test, which even the inventor says doesn't work, and they can turn it up so everyone is positive. And then the hospitals get a bonus 
if you get admitted for COVID, then they get another bonus if they put a ventilator and kill you. And then you could say you died of COVID even though you got your shots. Oh, man. It never ends. Why, why would anyone remove a kidney or, or do regular doctor stuff when there's so much COVID money flowing? And de Blasio, the mayor of New York City, was given a $35 million grant to give the doctors to convince people to get the jabs. I'm telling you, I'd rather just snort the vaccine. I'm with you, man. I'm going to snort it tonight. I'm snorting it right now. Jesus, you are quite talented there. Man, I can Ooh. feel that mRNA synthetic code just piercing my cells and producing a spike protein. And I might have to hit a quick bump myself here. Oh, there we oh, go. Man. Quick Try little it. bump there in the bathroom. I'm good to go. I'm like Artie Lang now. <laughs> I'm just like Artie. Oh, man, I can feel that spike protein just... <laughs> coursing through my body shout out to um, uh, yeah. mr uh, tim sabian by the way um you know i'm still pushing to join sabian media we'll see what happens i have been talking to tim sabian behind the scenes little shout out I've, there for those that know i've heard of sabian media yeah that was uh, you, howard stern's uh, ex-boss syndicated show i don't know what's going to happen but you know that is howard stern's ex-boss we have been in communication but the man is super busy, so our conversations have been like four minutes, you know. Well, here's six degrees of separation. I once lost a job to Howard Stern. No shit. I was auditioning for oh a- Oh, my. Uh, it was a national audition for a morning show in Albany, and they flew in like 10 of us. We each had a couple of days to do a show, and they just ended up giving it to Stern. Wow. Cold. Yeah. Well, whatever. I guess that's just what they wanted, I guess, you know. That was back in the day when he was on terrestrial radio and he was doing very well. Well, there you go. I, you know, you wonder how many people even listen to that show. Uh, today Most now, listen to serious, serious for the music. They for the music, to for a show you can't even track the number of listeners. That's another thing that that even the the hosts on Sirius know exactly that that as well. You can't really um, track the ratings. So if you can't track the ratings, you'll always have a job. I remember I was working in Connecticut. I tripled the ratings for an afternoon drive show. They gave me a huge raise. Nine months later, the ratings dipped and I was fired. Wow. You know, you you, you live and die. But if the you're ratings. on Sirius XM, you got a job for life because they can never track how you're doing. That's true. You do have a nice job there, nice seven-figure contract uh, or six-figure contract. I'm not quite sure which is which these days and how much they get paid. But I do remember the Jim and Sam show. And both of them were offered a six-figure contract there, which is – that's a, a comfy fucking job. And now that you can do a, a, a show from your home. Remotely, right. Yeah. I mean, even like Stern, I'm sure he doesn't go into any studio. No. He's doing it. Yeah, he's, he's doing it from home. I think so. Everyone is. I do my nightly show. Actually, I take home. that – I actually think – I think he does have a studio in Florida that he's been going to, I think. Oh, really? I think that's what went on. Okay. I wasn't. I don't follow him at all. Um, yeah, every now and then I read something. It's kind of nice. I mean, the one upside of this pandemic, I work three days a week, part-time, from home. I do my nightly radio show from home. Love that. I have a, I have a gym out back. I work out from home. Everything outside of going to the supermarket once every two weeks, there's no need for me to participate in this world. That's true. It's great. You're done with it. I, yeah, I really like the idea of not seeing people. I know that 
probably won't I'm, get me employed. I'm kind of that way myself, though. You know, I don't really want to be around these motherfuckers myself. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm canceled again. Dude, when I see somebody smoking a cigarette with a mask on. <laughs> what? Oy vey. Oh, you vey. And I remember seeing that one video of a couple with masks on, and every time they took a bite, they would lift the mask, put the food in, Ugh. and then put the mask back down. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that shit. You know, it's funny because some restaurants I would walk into, you know, every, you know, like the um, the guy behind the counter and all that shit, you know, everyone is wearing a mask. And they want you to wear a mask, but as soon as you sit down, it's like you're able to take take the mask off and eat. Yeah. Yeah, that makes no well, the sense. COVID, the COVID the COVID isn't intelligent. It, it When it sees people sitting and eating, it thinks, well, they're putting something in their mouth. I can't go. So I, won't, I can't go. I can't go. I yeah. can't get in. I can't compete. It's with impossible. The so the COVID isn't that smart, and, and people are. So when they're eating at a restaurant, it's fine. But if you're waiting for a table, yeah, the COVID will kill The COVID's you. smart, yeah. Then it's smart. It's then smart it's really it's smart. Yeah. Yeah, it goes back and forth. Jesus. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. The The world is a, a stage at this point. It's a clown the show. Card, the wild card, Michael, is what happens next. What if does happen next? All of my dark beliefs come to pass. Then a lot of people are going to start dying. If this happens, at what point can you not cover up the massive deaths? Oof. There was a television station, and there still is, in Detroit, WXYZ, ironically. Is it really, they, still, is they, it really still around, though, technically? Yes. It's still there. Are you sure? I mean, it's, it's still dead. I mean, no one knows about it, so it's still dead. I'm, uh, I mean, you're right. Anyway, let's <laughs> yes. just say a television station in Detroit last week on their Facebook page asked people to tell them their stories about the deaths of unvaccinated people. Ooh. Instead, what they got was 177,000 replies from people who wanted to talk about their loved ones, their family, their coworkers who died after receiving the jabs. You can't have that now. Not from COVID, yeah. There, there must be some mistake. Exactly. There's, there's got to be a mistake here. How did they die of the vaccine? I mean, that's... If you're going to plant a crop of deception, eventually you're going to harvest it. That's How true. much longer can they cover up what I think is massive deaths already? At some point, people are going to talk to people and go, hey, you know, Bob died of a double jab. I mean, are people going to wake up? I I think most won't. Probably not. It might be too late for them. If they didn't um, think about um, uh, 9-11 the first time around, if once they still buy the, the official jabs, narrative, you're done. You take the jabs, you're in the club, man. The, the idea that you have to admit you were wrong and that you have trillions of this lipid nanoparticles floating around inside your body, piercing all of your cells, uh, dispensing this spike protein, which is toxic. The reality of that is way too dark. Very dark. So, Lee, I must um, – I, I hate to do this, but we are coming to an end of the show here. And, of course, I do want to thank you for being a part of the program. I could easily talk to you for another hour. It's always fun to catch up with you, Lee. And I must say, i got to bring you back on soon. There's still so much to discuss. And, of course, it felt great to talk to you again, Lee. I don't know why we haven't done this sooner here. I feel bad. I don't feel bad. You took some time off. and uh, Oh, that's true. You know, I forgot. Prior prioritize what was important to you. And uh, I enjoyed the conversation. I always do. Uh, that's a great I time. Like it. 
reform, baby. I like that. I like that. I, and Lee, before I cut you loose here, is there anything else you feel like we should have mentioned before we wrap it up here tonight? If anyone's interested in buying the book I wrote, it's called Morningstar's Tale, morningstarstale.com. There's a link for Amazon at the website. And basically, it's a book narrated by Lucifer Morningstar, where the father of lies decides to tell you the truth. And the truth is the earth is flat and the universe is nothing like you think it is. And it's a short read, 80 pages, but it's filled with wacky ideas, all mine, narrated by Lucifer. Morningstarstale.com. Very nice. Go find the book. Find it on Amazon.com. Ladies and gentlemen, you will like it. It's a, it's a good one. I promise it will trip you out. And again, there's nothing more frightening than reality, as we say here on the show very often. And my God, all you have to do is open up your window and you can see all the freaks right there in front of you. And Lee, I got to say, it, it's always a honor and pleasure to have you on the program. And we will do this again on the other side, my friend. Thank you, Michael. I wish you the best in your career and have a terrific evening. You got it, brother. I'll talk to you soon. And there he goes, boys and girls. That was Mr. Lee Austin. A great guest. I miss talking to Lee. It's been a long time. I got to bring him back on very soon. We have so much to discuss here. I do want to thank all of you out there who have been supporting the program as well. If you want bonus material, please go to patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon. And yes, that is where gold falls from the sky. Don't expect any new live shows, by the way. We have been booted off of YouTube, and I don't think I'm allowed on there for at least another two weeks. Yeah, I know. Terrible, right? This is why I tell the live listeners out there, there will come a day when I won't be on YouTube. They would have gotten rid of me already. This is why I'm telling you the podcast tradition will keep going strong. So once again, I do want to thank all of you out there for pressing play. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night, everybody.